Welcome to Navigating Cancer Together. My name is Talaya Dindi. I'm a cancer thriver, cancer doula, independent patient advocate, and owner of On the Other Side. I use my experience to help others get on the other side of cancer. Gaps between the guidance, emotional support, and education that are needed and what one receives can be huge. This podcast fills those gaps by sharing stories, resources, and information about all things related to cancer and wellness. I interview guests from all walks of life who are living with cancer, caregivers, and those who are thriving on the other side. Also, I talk with organizations, healthcare professionals, and experts in the health and wellness spaces who offer complementary and integrative care. Join me. We are in this together. I am so excited to be back with another episode of Talk with Talea. It has been some time since I have been able to talk directly to you. I've been really focused on having interviews with a lot of amazing guests. I have received some requests to do more of these Talk with Talea episodes. So here I am today. I want to talk to you about a very sad and unfortunate post that I came across on LinkedIn about a week ago. And this lady named Andrina McMail, she is a stage four cancer patient who was let go by Wayfair while she was on disability. Her post started like this. On January 19th, 2024, while she was getting ready to head to her chemotherapy treatment, she received a message from a friend asking her if she was impacted by the Wayfair terminations. Of course, Andrina was kind of taken aback and confused because she's been on disability. So she wasn't aware of any terminations. And her question was, I'm on disability for stage four cancer. Can I actually be let go? Will I actually be terminated while on disability? Unfortunately, the answer is yes. Andrina's nightmare came true. She received an email from Wayfair stating that she, in fact, was terminated as well. No one from Wayfair reached out to her to explain to her what was going on, to let her know what her options were, even though she is on disability or was on disability fighting for her life there was no consideration for Andrina's personal health or financial situations. This news, this post, it was really triggering for me. It really, in a sense, broke my heart. Although I'm an almost 13-year cancer thriver, it was very triggering for me for, for a number of reasons. I was immediately taken back to 2011 when I learned that I had cancer, that I had Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I thought I was going to lose my job. I was fearful of losing my job, especially because I had just started a new job about three weeks before I received that diagnosis. And I thought if I lose my job, that means I won't have any insurance. If I don't have any insurance, that means I won't be able to pay for the treatment that could save my life. Thankfully, I was not let go. However, it was 
very apparent that I had become a liability. I was no longer viewed as an asset. When I went on disability, the manager seemed to care more about if or when I would be returning to work so that he could make sure that there was someone in the seat to do the work. It was a very vulnerable time for me and I felt like I essentially had to walk on eggshells and hold my tongue about a lot of the things that I experienced. And, you know, that's what I did. I walked on eggshells. I held my tongue. I just felt like, you know, I had better tread lightly until I got through the storm. In Andrina's case, she is very valid in being worried about how the loss of her job will impact her cancer treatments, her life and her health. I worried about the amount of stress and anxiety of this situation and how that would affect her mentally, emotionally. It is a lot for a person to bear. Before I continue on, I want to read a disclaimer. Talaya Dendi, Navigating Cancer Together or On the Other Side, does not offer legal advice. The information that I'm sharing here is intended for informational purposes only, and it should not be substituted for professional legal advice. Although the Americans with Disabilities Act has some protections in place to protect your job if you were to be diagnosed with cancer or any other disease or illness, however, it doesn't protect all circumstances. You can still be laid off or fired for legitimate, I'm going to repeat that, legitimate business reasons. For instance, you would not be protected during a company's downsizing. And I think that has a lot to do with Andrina's situation with Wayfair. They did announce that they were laying off a number of people from their jobs. And so this may be one of the reasons why Andrina may not be covered. I'm just speculating. I'm not 100% sure on that because I don't know all the details of both sides. I put a link in the description of this episode for more information about the American with Disabilities Act. I'm sharing this story to help spread awareness about the struggles cancer patients face, along with the heavy burden of uncertainty. Quite frankly, no one is safe or very secure. A number of the women that I have supported have shared with me their concerns over losing their jobs, their identity, and more. I am sure many men have some of the same concerns. Some men are not as open as discussing them, and I really hope that changes because men deserve support, guidance, and care as well. A cancer diagnosis can affect your career and identity in complex and diverse ways. Cancer affects so many areas of your life. In terms of your career, work disruptions can occur because of treatment demands like appointments, surgeries, recovery phases. All of those things can lead to missed days of work, reduced hours, or changes in your schedule. These changes can affect productivity, job performance, and career advancement. That's something that's really important to a lot of people is the career advancement piece. The work disruption actually worked in my favor when I was diagnosed because having that time to just slow down, being forced to slow down, 
to really think about what was important to me, to really think about what I wanted my life to look like, to really think about what was not serving me in my life. That downtime helped me to realize that climbing the corporate ladder is not all that. And maybe, just maybe, it wasn't for me. Was I following the expectations that others and even society had for me? And ultimately, I did come to the realization that climbing the corporate ladder just was no longer that important to me anymore. Treatments can cause fatigue, pain, brain fog, or other effects that may hinder your work performance or make certain tasks difficult. The other very hefty piece is the financial strain, the cost of treatments along with reduced work hours and the potential disability benefits can all create financial burdens and stress. What a lot of people don't realize is often when you receive disability payments, it is not the same amount of your salary. So that is something to keep in mind as well. I know it's some income, but it's typically not the full income that you would get were you not on disability. Unfortunately, some workplaces may harbor discrimination or stigma toward cancer survivors. This can lead to unfair treatment, limited opportunities, or even a job loss. Many people develop greater resilience, adaptability, and new perspectives on work and life after their diagnosis. Many people question their identity. They don't feel like the same person anymore. That is a huge piece of cancer and the cancer journey that many people don't talk about. A lot of times when you face a life-threatening illness, it can actually challenge your sense of self, questioning your strength, your worth, your faith, and your future as a professional. The diagnosis can raise existential questions about life, purpose, and your priorities leading to a reevaluation of personal and professional goals. Remember when I just said that having that downtime helped me to realize that climbing the corporate ladder really wasn't my dream. It wasn't something that made me happy. You know, that reconciliation with mortality, it opened my eyes to a lot of different things. And that is something that happened for me. Notice I didn't say that it happened to me. Again, the things that I thought were important before no longer mattered. The cancer experience can expose vulnerabilities, but also reveal your inner strength, your courage, and your determination and will to live. When was the last time you evaluated or even reconnected with your values? The cancer experience can prompt a reconnection with your core values and a desire to align with those values. This is why I made a significant career change from working in the supply chain industry to becoming a cancer doula, board certified patient advocate and podcaster. Connecting with your core values is critical. It's very important. It's a part of who you are. A lot of time is wasted when we are not in alignment with our values and we're driven by other things like status, money, material things. You can feel that in your soul that something just isn't right. 
The number of people who are reluctant to take time off, even if they have the common cold, is really sad. The fear that they carry of taking time off from work is astounding. Imagine how much the fear is heightened when someone has cancer. You may be listening and thinking, what the heck is there to think about? Don't go to work. Take care of yourself. Knowing what I know now, my health is a top priority. Well, let me rephrase that. It is the priority because without my health, I don't have anything. I can't do anything. So that's why my health must be a priority. And I want to encourage you to do the same. I understand that we all need sources of income. I understand that a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. But when you are diagnosed with cancer, you have to take care of yourself. You have to get the accommodations you need. You have to take the time off that you need to care for yourself, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. All of those things are important to your recovery. Work environments that lack supportive leave policies, accommodations, or understanding of cancer realities can actually intensify fear, uncertainty, stress, and anxiety. Resources like the Family and Medical Leave Act, or FMLA, and supportive employer policies can help ease some of those fears. No matter what, you must prioritize your health and your well-being. I cannot stress this enough. And that is something that I say often. People may be tired of hearing me say, prioritize your health, prioritize your well-being. It has to happen by any means necessary. I've shared Andrina's story. I've sprinkled in some of my experiences. You may know of people who have lost their jobs after receiving a cancer diagnosis or some other major diagnosis. You may be wondering, what can you do during this stressful time to protect yourself? One of the key things is to understand your rights. Know your company's leave policies. Familiarize yourself with any sick leave, personal leave, or medical leave policies your employer offers. Again, explore FMLA. If you meet the eligibility criteria, FMLA entitles you to take unpaid leave for medical reasons while protecting your job. Also, learn about and research disability benefits. Depending upon where you're located and your specific situation, you may be eligible for disability benefits that can help you offset lost income during treatment. I actually had a gentleman on Navigating Cancer Together some time back. His name is Spencer Bishens, and he joined me to talk about social security disability and all the things you need to know before applying. I will put the link to that episode in the description as well. He shared a lot of great information. There is actually a section, um, I believe it's section 13, that he highlighted. And that section is specifically for disability related to cancer. I will put the link to that episode in the description. So you can go back and listen to that because a lot of times 
when people apply for disability benefits, they are denied the first time. Spencer gave a lot of great information about how to work past that and certain things that you need to do, certain things you need to have in place to better ensure that your disability claim is accepted. Another thing that is really important is talking to your employer. Of course, you do not have to share all of the details of your diagnosis. You can share as little or as much as you would like to share. That is your choice. But I would like to encourage you to prepare for the conversation. Gather information about your leave options and potential accommodations that you'll need. Always be honest and assertive. Communicate your diagnosis and your need for leave clearly while emphasizing your desire to return to your job. Again, you get to decide how much or how little information you would like to disclose about your diagnosis and treatment. Explore flexible options. If you're worried about taking extended leave, discuss the possibilities of remote work, reduced hours, or phased return. So in other words, when I ultimately returned to work, I initially returned for 20 hours a week. And then I worked my way up to 40 hours a week. So that is an example of phased return. You could initially come back to work for 10 hours a week and work your way back up to 40, whatever that would look like for you. But that is another option too. And the other thing that's important for you to do is to connect with support resources. You can connect with me. I am a support resource. I offer guidance, emotional support, and information that is personalized for individuals and families facing cancer, legal aid or employee advocacy groups. They are organizations that can offer guidance on your rights and your options concerning workplace issues and discrimination. Also look into financial assistance programs. Some organizations offer financial support to cancer patients facing financial hardship. Connecting with these kinds of resources can help you navigate your specific situation and make informed decisions not fear-based decisions. That's so important to make informed decisions and not operate out of fear. There's another thing that's really important too, and that is talking to your doctor. Discuss any work concerns that you have with your doctor. Seek their advice on managing your treatment and recovery alongside your work demands. They will also help you with the required documentation and any paperwork that you may need to get accommodations, to take time off, or to even go on disability. With the current state of the world, finances, and massive layoffs, it can be very challenging to not stress, to not worry, and to prioritize your health and well-being. The key here is to not focus too much on the things that you can't control. I know it's human nature to really worry about things, especially money, food, shelter, all of those things. But if you can get to a place where you just ask the question, when you start to worry, ask yourself, what is it that I can control? 
Is this something I can control? If it is, let me start to map out a plan. Try not to focus on the things that you cannot control. Some examples of things that you can control are the activities that you choose to do that promote your physical and mental well-being, such as getting enough sleep, eating healthy, and practicing relaxation techniques. Those are things that you can control. Sleep, for some people, it may be a struggle, but focus on resting, getting the rest that your body needs to recover. If you are facing a cancer diagnosis or you know someone who is, please remember that you are not alone. I am here to guide and support you, and there are other resources and organizations available to support you as well. Don't be shy about reaching out and asking for help. Now that we've come to the end of this episode, I have a few things to ask of you. The first one is important because I know the power of prayer can move mountains. Please say a special prayer for Andrina McMail. Reach out to her on LinkedIn and send her some words of encouragement. Remember, Andrina McMail is the woman I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. She has stage four breast cancer, and she recently learned that she has been let go from her job. The link to her profile is in the description section of this episode. Please share this episode with anyone who might find it helpful and join me next time for another informative discussion. Your feedback and support are invaluable. It was so nice to connect with you today, and I look forward to doing more talks with Talea in the future. Thanks for listening to this episode of Navigating Cancer Together. I hope you found it helpful. Please be sure to subscribe, share, and tell your friends and family about it. For notes from the show and previous episodes, visit ontheotherside.life and check out the podcast section. I would love it if you join me for the next episode. Talk to you soon.